At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Always follow the money. money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Welcome in. VEASAN Super Week continues. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard live in downtown Las Vegas. Big game coming up on Sunday from Allegiant Stadium in this great city. Adam Chernoff joined this show every single Friday throughout the football season. There is uh, no one I'd rather talk to about a football game and betting on this sport than this guy. Uh, Typically, his podcast is called The Simple Handicap. You can also go to his website, adamchernoff.com. Good morning, pal. How are you? Good morning. I'm ready for one more go around with you guys. And I got to say the way that you guys have kind of championed the Super Bowl and what it means to Las Vegas and what it means to you guys this week has been absolutely awesome to see. So I'm glad you guys finally have the big game and looking forward to breaking it down. Well, thanks for sharing that. Uh, Appreciate you saying that. Um, Okay, so then right now, again, the Niners sitting as a two point favorite here at Circa. The money line is minus 130, total 47 and a half. And if you go back a full, you know, 10 days here, Adam, I mean, on this show, everywhere else, you've heard it's not even close, by the way. How many people have made the case for KC compared to San Francisco? Overall, your thoughts on that and where we're sitting right now with the current price on the game. My bet on the game is San Francisco money line, and we made it at minus 125. And so you're getting a bit of a better price now. Happy to take that as well. I'm on the other side of everybody here, Mitch. And what I was saying before we came on here is it wasn't intentional to be on the other side of everybody. That wasn't the goal. It wasn't, oh, everyone's going to be on KC. I'm piling on and going to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. We can break this down and get into exactly why. But what I think is very interesting is I have been around betting since 2008. I've really been doing media for the last 10 years with write-ups and picks and bets. In all of that time, I have never had a pick with a write-up and an explanation that has got more legitimate disagreement from other people who I respect or other people who watch and consume the content. I'm not just talking about like the little comments that come in all the time that are inevitable, but like people that are coming out with full-on cases to why betting on San Francisco is wrong. It's never happened. I can go back 15 years and for that to be in the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. and the level of certainty to be on the other side, 
is both very interesting, but also makes me wonder um, why it is this way. So this is a really interesting game to talk about that we can get into. We did guess the headlines an hour ago. Can you guess the headline after the game? How you think it's going to go out and, and, and what the, the headline would be in the star of the game from that standpoint? I don't have a New York Times headline worthy one like Mitch pulled out at the end of that segment that you guys did. Um, I, I think the headline has to be around Shanahan finally getting it done and his third go around. He, he's failed the last two times. It's almost redemption for the 28 to three and it's redemption yep. for the rematch as well. So I, I wish I had something crafty right. on the spot, but this is a big redemption spot for Shanahan for All sure. Right. Let's dig into it. How about San Francisco's offense? How do they match up against Kansas City's defense and how do you think it'll go? So Kansas City's defense has been phenomenal all season long. And something that they have done exceptionally well is trust their corners outside to play physical press coverage, which has allowed them to say, okay, you guys got things outside. We're going to put extra size and bodies in the middle to help us defend and protect our weakness, which is against the run game. What I think is really being discounted in a lot of the breakdowns and a lot of the discussion about this game is how physical the 49ers skill players are at tight end, wide receiver, and even running back. Kansas City has not faced an offense all season that has the level of physicality that the 49ers have at their skill positions. There's clips online every single week of KC Corners, Sneed, McDuffie, everybody jamming wide receivers at the line. We've seen Diggs get abused at the line. We saw Hill embarrassed at the line. Zay Flowers couldn't find space. It has been locked down across the board for these Chiefs corners all season. That's not happening against San Francisco. The 49ers not only have that physicality, but they play with heavy formations at 48% of snaps. That's the highest rate in the NFL. It's lots of two running back sets. It's lots of multiple tight end sets. It's very tight formations to the line. It's not going to be as easy for Kansas City to just trust their corners and have extra guys committed to the run like it has been. So not only do I think that the 49ers can stick to a game plan that attacks the weakness in the middle of the field, which is the run game for Kansas City, albeit one that's improving, I think the 49ers are actually going to be able to throw on these corners, which other teams have not been able to do. I think Purdy is going to have a big game, and I think it's going to be a situation where the pass for San Francisco really opens up what they want to do with the run game because I think this is a spot where Shanahan does everything he can to avoid those third and five, third and seven spots with Purdy, and he tries to avoid it all together, and he really gets aggressive on these early downs throwing and sets things up for McCaffrey as well. So watch for the physicality of the 49ers, skill position players against these cheap corners. This is a different matchup for Kansas City, and I really think it's one that San Francisco can exploit in a pretty significant manner. Yeah, what do you make of a couple of Purdy props, though, and how do you want to attack him uh, at sportsbooks? So I really like his rushing yards under at 12 and a half. Right now you can find that around even money. I also like his alternates under seven and a half rushing yards is two to one under three and a half rushing yards is four to one. Ooh. I think it's really something that has been inflated. When you look at his recent closes five and a half, the last couple of games, his average close for the season is seven yards. He's only been to 10 and a half one other time this whole season. And so now he's at a season high price 
at 12 and a half. And there's this idea that he's a mobile quarterback and quarterbacks run more in the playoffs. And there's evidence to suggest that my, my sort of counterpoint with Purdy is he's had 50 rush attempts this season, including the playoffs. He's had three designed runs the entire season. Shanahan is not scheming runs for Brock Purdy. It just doesn't happen. All of these plays for Purdy, there's been 24 of them, have been scrambles on broken plays. Every other run, so you think 24 scrambles and broken plays, he's had 26 kneel downs or sneaks for zero or one yards in short yarded situations. That's when he's running. And so more than half, you had Frank B on earlier in the week. He talked about counterfeits when yes. you're looking at touchdowns and anytime touchdown scores and how you have to remove it. Here's Brock Purdy with more than half of his rushing attempts were either conceded losses for kneel downs or just short yardage runs. So while he looks like a runner when you see 50 attempts in 19 games, that's just not the case. It's more than half of his runs are losses or kneels. So you're not getting a guy that is designed for runs. You're not getting Shanahan who schemes runs for his quarterbacks. I don't imagine the wrinkle San Francisco after what happened last year against Philadelphia is going to throw in this game as we're going to make Purdy a designed runner. I just don't see it happening. So I like the, the main under at 12 and a half as the look, but I would also play alternates under as well. Okay, back to props uh, in a second. Now, how about Kansas? Now, the San Francisco defense, it's been ugly here. We talked about with the issues against the run and the success Detroit had and, and how Love played uh, with Green Bay. How about Kansas City's offense against the Niner defense? So the Niners defense is really what makes me like this bet the most on San Francisco, because I believe this is what is driving the massive price adjustment that we have seen in this game. So if we go back to Christmas, we would be looking at this game from market ratings based on closing lines from aggregate ratings, which account for six or seven different models that project point spreads. This number on a neutral would have been San Francisco minus five. Now, you say, okay, recent performance has suggested that this number should be a lot less. That is why we are at minus two now. I get that. But if we're trying to say what has happened with the recent performance, looking back to Christmas or just in the playoffs alone, we have seen the San Francisco offense play higher than what they had played to on a play-by-play basis during the regular season. The big drop-off for San Francisco has been on the defensive side. On a play-by-play basis, the San Francisco defense Christmas and before to Christmas and now has gone from the 10th ranked defense on a play-by-play basis to a level of play in the last four games that would have made them the 32nd ranked defense Mm. in the NFL during the regular season. Kansas City has stayed relatively stable. The offense has increased from 11th to 4th. Defensively, KC, they've stayed stable. And so the big adjustment or the one unit on either side of the ball for each of these teams that has fallen off, that has driven this adjustment is the 49ers defense. And I look at who is on the field. I look at the time off to prepare. I look at the familiarity of the likely game plan. The 49ers defense is going to see because they've seen what has burned them the last two weeks. They saw what burned them the same thing. These outside runs, against this very Chiefs team last season, I don't believe that the 49ers defense is going to no-show this week against this Chiefs offense and continue to play to a level that would warrant the 32nd-ranked defense over the course of the regular season like they have in the last three games. I just 
I don't buy into that. I don't believe that this defense is that bad. And, and I don't think anybody can look at this roster and the players on here and say that is going to continue. And so if that is what has needed to happen to warrant this three plus point adjustment through four through three, I think it has gone too far. And I think we see the Niners defense show up in a much better way. I think we see Bosa and the edges for San Francisco much more aware of how they, uh, they they just can't be blind vertical pass rushers downfield. I also think we see the Niners really kind of take what Kansas City is going to give them, sit in that zone that they're familiar with, trust the front four against the banged up Chiefs offensive line. I, I, they go to their strengths and we see the pass rush win, especially if the Niners get a lead. So to me, this defensive fall off is, is not real. And we see the 49ers defense show up this week. Excellent. It's follow the money here on VSIN Super Week. Adam Chernoff, our guest, adamchernoff.com. He's also on X. You can follow him there at his name as well. So he likes the Niners on the money line. What does he think about the total overall and then more player props that he likes as well? Plus, we have to go back early on in the regular season to what happened last night in the NFL awards when Adam said, I'm not so sure about this guy winning. That's next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Vsin Super Bowl betting guides out now to help you bet on the big game. Steve Mackinnon Super Bowl simulation with player projections, prop bets, picks, and best bets from every host and guest. Brent Musburger, how he's betting the game. Get the guide and everything Vsin has to offer. Become a Vsin Pro subscriber today. slash pro Adam Chernoff joins us, a double shot, his final appearance of the year. Simple Handicap Podcast and AdamChernoff.com. Okay, let's dig into some more of these props as well. You mentioned you like San Francisco, bet the money line in the breakdown offense against defense earlier. How about the Ayuk and Debo props then? Take it away, please. 
both guys have been bet under pretty consistently. There's worry about Ayuk because he's going to be matched up with Snead a lot of the time. Debo's just not viewed as a big volume pass catcher by people who have been betting it under. I understand the Ayuk concern. If there's one guy that lacks just a little bit of physicality, it's going to be him. And so I, I understand that reasoning for the under Debo. Uh, not so much for mm-hmm. me. I think he's going to be a guy that is not going to be jammed at the line. I think San Francisco is going to find creative ways to get him open. I haven't bet either side of each guy. Um, I get the Ayuk stuff. Not so much with Debo. Okay. How about Kelsey and Mahomes? I think Kelsey is a guy that you have to look. It's going to be painful for a lot of folks to do, but his number is going to be very inflated by the time we get to kickoff. As you guys mentioned, most bet individual player of the entire Super Bowl. Let's see how high it gets. I could only look under on the Kelsey stuff matched up against these linebackers. Haven't bet it, but it's another spot. Wait till just before kickoff. Going to be painful for a lot of folks to do, but um, would look at uh, Kelsey unders uh, come Sunday very late. Okay, what does Pacheco do and why rushing attempts under? So I like his attempts under 16 and a half, a bet that I have made. He is so tied into the Chiefs game state and what the scoreboard shows. This season, he has just 24% of his rushing attempts when the Chiefs are trailing. And when the Chiefs are playing from behind, it makes sense. They put the ball in the hands of Patrick Mahomes. When the Chiefs are leading, that's when they turn to Pacheco. But it has to be a pretty considerable lead. So he's had two big playoff games against the Ravens and against the Dolphins. But in both of those games, the Chiefs led wire to wire. And that's a very common happening when you look at Pacheco's game logs, when he has these big games, it's when the Chiefs are leading and in control wire to wire. I don't think that's going to be the case. The point spread shows us that's not going to be the case. And the way that this game is being bet also suggests that it's going to be a competitive game. And so I think the Chiefs are going to put the ball in Mahomes' hands. I don't think the Chiefs lead comfortably for the duration of the game. 16 and a half is, is two rush attempts higher than where this number has been closing. So it's peak pricing for Pacheco. Mm. I'll play on the under on this one. Under 16 mm. and a half rush attempts for me with with uh, the Chiefs running back. All right, so under him, you made the case for under Kelsey. Wait as long as possible if you can. And then if the Chiefs actually have a player to go over on anything, who do you think it's going to be? Rice is bumped up into the 60s. If there's a fringe player, like who do you want to be on? I would take MVS long reception over 13 and a half. Mitch, I know that's a bet that you like. It's it's essentially a yes or no catch prop yeah. is what we're looking at. The way that they're using him. He's the downfield <laughs> threat. Uh, I, I think they target him beyond these guys more so than what we've seen from guys like Noah Gray. They're not going to be in as many heavy tight end situations. So you're going to have more receivers on the field more often. I think MVS is going to be the guy they take a shot with. Uh, so I think his long reception over 13 and a half. What are you looking at for 49er defensive players with uh, Bolton and Bosa? I, I like a lot of defensive props in this game. Okay. So Bosa specifically, when we're looking at him again, he was embarrassed last year by Kansas City. He was so aggressive off the edge, getting up field. I, I don't think the Niners are going to let him do that again, just because of how vulnerable they've been against the outside runs the last two weeks. And in the previous matchup, there's going to be a lot more awareness on him not to get lost downfield and essentially being taken out of every play. And so with this extra emphasis, I think we see a lot more awareness for him. And he's actually been 
kind of sneaky good getting tackles in these games where he's been lost upfield. But in this one specifically with more emphasis on contain, I think he's going to be in situations to get more tackles a lot more often. So I like Bosa in this game over three and a half tackles and assists. That is at plus 135 currently. What's Bolton? Nick Bolton on the other side for Kansas City, another defensive prop I really like. So at at DK specifically, they have an assists only market. He's listed at two and a half assists at minus 140. We'll happily play that over, but I'll also play over eight and a half tackles and assists at minus 140. So he's adjusted down from nine and a half last week to eight and a half this week, but there's two big differences. The Niners are going to run a lot more than six times like the Ravens did. So that's Mm -hmm. a certainty. So he's going to be involved in the middle of the field a lot more. But the big thing here, the 49ers this season on offense have been tackled by defensive backs the fewest amount of times of any team. They play a ton of these heavy formations, as we talked about, and a lot of their offense targets the middle of the field. Because they've been tackled by defensive backs the fewest amount, they've been tackled by linebackers more than any other team in the NFL through the regular season and the playoffs. In total, there have been 24 different linebackers this season against San Francisco go over eight and a half wow. tackles and assists. That's more than any other team in terms of defenders playing them. So Nick Bolton, the quarterback in the middle of the field for the Kansas city chiefs, he is going to be all over the place involved in a ton of opportunities. And if Shanahan sticks to his strengths and these formations and everything he runs, it's going to be plenty of opportunities for Bolton to go over this number of eight and a half. Great, okay. ang- yeah, great angle there. Follow the money on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. By the way, I went to AdamShurnoff.com a couple of weeks ago. I signed up for the new- newsletter. You do a great job with it. At 4 a.m. Pacific time today, it lands. Props I bet for the Super Bowl and a huge rundown on that. Anybody can do it. What is your angle here then with Kaloftis and also Jones on the defensive line for the Chiefs? So Jones over a quarter of a sack is plus 120 against this weak side of the 49ers line to the 49ers right. He's going to be matched up and have a lot of opportunities to get a sack. So I think that's a plus money prop to take. Uh, What's interesting about the offerings on the defensive side, Leo Chanal is the best run defending linebacker, just strength versus weakness that the Chiefs have. They've used him a lot when teams go run heavy. He's not listed anywhere. But when he is on the field, a lot of these run plays, he manages to force into the off-ball linebacker Bolton or into Karloftis. And with Noah Menahue on the defensive line, you're probably going to see a lot more Karloftis snap count-wise. So ideally, I would like to have something with Chanel, but he's not listed anywhere. And so I'm kind of indecisive on what I want to do with Karloftis. I think he's another guy. He's priced at three and a half that looks short. But I'm waiting to see if we get a little bit more of an expanded offering. So something to put in your notes if you're watching and keep in the back of your mind. This could be convoluted. There's longest punt. There's uh, who will have the longest punt. And then well, how do you want to attack this though and how it's graded with this, with this punt prop? 49ers longest punt over 56 and a half yards minus 130. 49ers are obviously an outdoor team. There's been three games this season but they've been able to punt indoors, which Nowski has 60 plus yarders in each of those games. And so Las Vegas is a very punter friendly stadium as is. These numbers are a little bit too close to the season long numbers 
think they need to be inflated a little bit more due to venue. We also really have the possibility that you get a no returner back situation late in the games that would also be conducive to a very long punt. So uh, 49ers longest punt over 56 and a half. In your opinion, what's the most creative prop you've seen? Ooh, most creative prop I've seen. I, I got to give credit to DK with their player firsts, the direction yeah. on where passes are going to go. First completion, first reception, first running direction. Um, I have never seen that offered before. That is going to be a grading nightmare. So I, I don't envy that situation post game. Uh, but yeah, there's right. some really nice longer prices on a lot of those. That'll be really entertaining for some folks to watch. So those were really, really good. By the way, great job earlier on in the season when we were talking about awards with you and you were like, this DeMar Hamlin thing, guys, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, you really have to question whether or not he's going to win it. He's not getting enough playing time. He didn't win it last no, night. I, and he... He didn't get a lot of playing time before. He certainly didn't get a lot of playing time after. Um, that was a crazy price and probably something we're not going to see in awards markets ever again. No, so no uh, a lot of people made a lot of money going against that for sure. They did. What's the food set up like on Sunday? Uh, doing brisket and wings at home. All so right. um, definitely no nachos anywhere on the table. <laughs> do you do the brisket yourself or are you going to order it out? No, doing it myself. So oh, that'll beautiful. Be fun... You got it. Come on. It's you got to tweet some photos one. of this. I know the reaction is going to be I all positive, sure. no matter how it turns out for no you way. on Twitter. So, uh, Adam, we love talking to you, man. Thanks so much for the time all year long. We certainly appreciate that and kill it on Sunday. Okay, pal? Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate all of the time. Thank you to everybody watching. Thanks to Mr. 80, Mr. Rogers, and everybody behind the scenes. Luke and the guys, uh, you guys have been great all season as well, having me on. Love it every single Friday. Thanks to everybody watching, all the folks at VSIN. Enjoy the big game, guys. We'll chat again soon. Yep. Same to you. Again, Thank his you. website, adamchernoff.com, for his off-season newsletter every single Friday. Touchdown props next with Jill Gallant. never been a better time to have skin in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, they have an exclusive offer, VEASAN exclusive for new DraftKings customers. Earn a $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 you bet, up to $2,500. Download the app now. Use code VEASAN when you sign up. Earn the $500 bonus every $1,000 you bet now at DraftKings. VEASAN Super Week continues. Gilles Gallant joins the program now. Action Network, his uh, show that he does on YouTube is called The Touchdown Show. Does a great job with the anytime touchdown bets. Gilles, good morning. Thanks for the time today. Did you have a piece of uh, McCaffrey to win Offensive Player of the Year before the season started? Yeah, Mitch and Pauly, thank you for having me. Uh, so before the year started, I would uh, write, uh, I would contribute, I, I believe, uh, to the New York Post where I would give out my favorite futures bets. You know, some of them didn't pay off, but Christian McCaffrey offensive player of the year was one of them. And it was at 16 to one. So I was very happy with the news last night. Give me a little bit of extra winnings coming into the Super Bowl. All right. Good job out of you. Uh, so he scores touchdowns a lot and in a lot of games that he plays, obviously that's happened pretty much, you know, most of his career, especially since he came over to the 49ers in that trade last mm -hmm. year from the Panthers. How do you want to attack uh, the McCaffrey numbers because he is like a minus 225, minus 250 in that range to score any time yeah. in this game. Yeah, and, and Mitch, it, it's tough, right? Because it's it's tough to pitch laying two units to win one. And even in a touchdown prop with as, as safe as Christian McCaffrey has been, mm -hmm. 
But I think the better approach would be to just take him for a first half touchdown instead, where it's around plus 125 to plus 140, and you're getting a little bit more better value because when you look through the way that he has played this season, first half touchdowns are just coming in. So let's just talk about how he's played in the playoffs. So four touchdowns in the two playoff games. But the thing that's really been why I'm really excited about this bet specifically for the first half is that he's not really coming off the field anymore. So generally running back ones play anywhere between 60 to 70% of snaps. Well, McCaffrey has been playing over 90% of snaps pretty much since the stretch run of the season, but also in both playoff games. But both playoff games, along with the regular season, Christian McCaffrey's played 18 games. He's scored in 15 of them. In those 15 games, he has a first-half touchdown in 13 of them. So in 86 per game, 86% of games that he has scored, he has scored in the first half. And the Niners, they're also pretty strong coming out uh, in games. Uh, opening drive of the game, they've scored in 10 of 19 games. They've also scored the first touchdown in 13 of 19 games. They're a first-half offense is top five in points per game. I think I would rather just bank on Christian McCaffrey to score in the first half at plus 140 instead of laying minus 200 and uh, hoping that maybe it comes in the second half. Okay, and we're getting carried away with the Kelsey stuff. So popular. Uh, You don't want to lay some of these prices. What do you want to do with Kelsey? Yeah, with Kelsey, I think... I do think there's still a little bit of value left on the Super Bowl MVP side, but I will say with Kelsey or somebody like Debo Samuel, for example, mm-hmm. you, I think the better approach if you were going to be betting like their MVP odds, for example, you wanted to do that during the conference championship when that you could see odds as high as like 80 to one for Kelsey, 35 to one or 60 to one rather for Samuel. Now you're seeing closer to about 17 to one and, and uh, 25 to one, which still isn't bad. But I think for Travis Kelsey from a t- touchdown score perspective. I think you want to bet his first Chiefs touchdown. That's around plus 330. Now I took this exact bet last year in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. It was also plus 330. It paid off by the second quarter. I mean, Kelsey obviously the the narrative and the the Taylor Swift side and everything else, that's obviously it could get a little uh, nauseating at times mm-hmm. when we're just trying to think about football, but also at the same time Kelsey just has a playoff pedigree, 17 touchdowns in the last 15 playoff games. He has scored the first Chiefs touchdown in five of their last seven playoff games. And the Niners defense is pretty strong, but they haven't really played a ton of good tight ends. You look at the good tight ends that they've played this year, like a Sam Laporta, TJ Hawkinson, uh, Trey McBride. They all had nine to 10 catches on this defense, hundreds of yards. Uh, Even the Bills and the Ravens, very strong defenses. A lot of people were telling us, you know, we should fade Kelsey in this spot. These are stronger defenses. Well, they'd only allowed six touchdowns combined to tight ends all year. He scored three touchdowns against both of those defenses, and they were the first Chiefs touchdown in both games. So when it comes to the first touchdown score prop, especially as I just alluded to with Christian McCaffrey and how efficient this Niners offense has been, I want a little bit of insurance if I'm betting a Kelsey touchdown. So I would rather play first Chiefs touchdown instead of first touchdown of the game. Follow the money here on VEASAN as VEASAN Super Week continues. Yul Gallant, our guest, he's on X at GDog5000. He's with Action Network with the touchdown show as well. Paul, he made a case earlier. He bet the no on Brandon Ayuk to score a touchdown. So nothing on him. He laid minus 160. And that's one way to look at it. Another one is for Debo to have a positive game here. I bet him on the MVP uh, two weeks ago at a number that was around 60 to 1. I think you have the same bet on him as well. And do you like him to score in this game as a result? 
Well, nice grab by you on getting Debo. And uh, yeah, I think with Ayuk, it's a little tricky too, because he's going to see a lot of coverage from McDuffie and, and Legereus Sneed. But the thing is about him is that he just crushes man coverage this year and the Chiefs play man coverage at a top five rate. So uh, I'll be rooting for you, Polly, but man, it's going to be a tough one. So uh, with Debo though, Debo is the guy that you want in this game for an anytime touchdown. It's around plus 160 still uh, because of that gadget player, like the, the He's just a weapon for the Niners. 13 touchdowns this year, eight receiving, five rushing. Coming into that Lions game, a lot of injury concern of whether or not he was even going to be able to play fully. He closed at plus 125 to score a touchdown despite not scoring and despite the injury concern. And I bring that up because I track the anytime touchdown odds for pretty much every player in the NFL. So for historical odds context, Debo hasn't been above plus 160 for an anytime touchdown since week one against the Steelers. He was around plus 190. So I feel like with Debo getting two weeks to get healthy, you know, uh, Shanahan being able to uh, scheme up some different ways to use him. This is my favorite Niners anytime touchdown bet. All right. Uh, how about the, the kickers now? And much has been made about the kickers. I'm confident in my bets are there's going to be a missed kick. We know about the issues Moody has had. What do you want to do with uh, with the kicking props? Holly, we're aligned, man. I, I'm on the kicker to miss a field goal as well. I grabbed it around plus 115. I mean, Jake Moody is. Look, he's a rookie kicker and he's playing the biggest game of his life, Uh, you know, and he missed a field goal in both playoff games so far. He was also when you look at the range between 40 and 49 yards, he was five of nine this year. So I think there's definitely a chance for him to miss a field goal. I think if we're taking this prop, we're probably leaning to Moody being the one to do it. But at the same time, I like having the insurance of having both kickers, because while Harrison Bucker has been a bit more reliable, it is still worth noting. He missed a field goal in last year's Super Bowl. And this Chiefs defense, a lot has been made as well about the second half total in this game, around 23 and a half. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are going to be gravitating towards the under because it has gone 18 and two to the under uh, in the second half in Chiefs games this year because they only average around you know, seven and a half points in the second half. They also are first in opponent points per game in the second half around 6.5. So I think they're going to probably be less touchdowns from the chiefs perspective in the second half. Butker could probably be put in a position where he'll have to make a few kicks. And, and now you're seeing the total around 47 and a half. Again, I'm going to anticipate a lot more field goal attempts in the second half in what I expect to be a close game. And I'm going to bank that one of them misses it. All right, now what do you want to do with, this is very creative, or unique at least, what do you want to do with coaches' challenges props? Yeah, Paulie, I think we have to go with Andy Reid and the Chiefs to have the first coaches' challenge. So over the last three years, that's around minus 105, by the way. It's minus 105 on either side, but I actually think it should be closer to about minus 140 on the Chiefs' side because over the last three years, Andy Reid is around 0.28 challenges per game while Kyle Shanahan is around 0.2 challenges per game. Now you hear that you hear that and you kind of wonder, okay, what, what what's really the status here? But just based on implied probability and overall history, that means that Reed should be closer to an implied probability around minus 140. And last year in the Super Bowl, Andy Reed was the only coach to call for a challenge. So uh, I like Andy Reed and the Chiefs to go for a challenge here. But I also think that if you really want to DJ, <laughs> Mm-hmm. You could go look for over one and a half coaches challenges around plus 240. And I, I wouldn't put big money on this angle. But again, I, I'm thinking that right now, especially in the games that Shanahan called challenges, we've seen other coaches call challenges in those games. Same thing with Andy Reid. I, I just think it's a fun way to escalate this prop, maybe a ladder, a coaches challenge if you're looking for something a little more degen. 
right. Very good stuff. Who do you like to win the game, by the way, Jill? Yeah, this one's tough. I I mean, I've flipped both sides. I feel like right now I could make cases for both teams, which is great for a Super Bowl matchup. But if I had to pick, I'm going to go with Kansas City Chiefs, 27 to 24. Follow him on X, creative handle, at GDog5000. Does a great job with the touchdown show all year long for Action Network. Uh, Great analysis, man. Thanks so much for the time. Best of luck on Sunday, okay? Yeah, thanks a lot, Mitch. Thanks a lot, Polly. Thanks for having me on this season. Look, you got good it. luck to you. Yep, back me at too. you and enjoy the game. Um, he's on Atlantic time, by the way. He's four hours ahead of us. All right, good how observation. You, how about Have watching been. sports in the Atlantic time zone? Oh, okay. So the Super Bowl starts uh, at seven thirty his time. Hey. <laughs> I'd rather do Hawaii. Yeah, well, yeah. It'll be all in with the Hawaii with that time. We we'll start twelve thirty in Hawaii, yeah, probably something yeah. like that. Or in general, we get up six seven a.m. for the what, NFL. What do people do in Hawaii when the game's over? With game's over at three thirty, <laughs> four, four o'clock. Tasty waves. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, we're gonna close the week strong. Former mayor of Las Vegas, Oscar Goodman's gonna join the show. David Stern once told him, "Over my dead body, with Las Vegas getting an NBA team." Well, he's no longer around. NBA teams right around the corner, and the Super Bowl is actually being played here in Las Vegas on Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Put the experts to work for you. Start betting smarter with a VEASAN Pro subscription. Use code FTM. Get our, your first year for $1.99. Every pick, every host, every guest, the betting splits, the betting systems, the dog videos, the Super Bowl betting guide, best bets and props from everyone. Code FTM. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Close strong. Yeah, been a great week here. VEASAN Super Week. I am the president of the Oscar Goodman Fan Club. And the former mayor of this great city joins the program now. Good morning, sir. How are you? I am great today. I'm really looking forward to the entire weekend here. And you got me off to an early start, too early. I was so excited about being on the show that I haven't slept all night. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Um, That's typically how it goes when you have to wake up this early. I want you to go back for our audience a good 20 years when you were the mayor of this city and explain 
you know, the odds of us getting the Super Bowl or a team back at that point, because th- that memo came out, uh, Oscar, the week of the Super Bowl, like in the early 2000s, if you're, if you're showing the Super Bowl on a TV bigger than 55 inches and charging, you got to shut it down. You, and they wouldn't accept uh, advertising dollars. You wanted to sue the league. No, it was the most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen in my life. I think it was in 2003, if I'm not mistaken, where uh may have been 2000. I was the uh, the mayor then and the chairman of the convention authority, and we wanted to place a, a great ad. I mean, it was an ad that was beautiful. It had a lovely lady. It had a nice, uh, like a Cadillac or Rolls Royce, beautiful hotel. And uh, we submitted it with, uh, uh, we said we were going to pay, I think, uh, $25,000 for 15 seconds during halftime. Uh, I, I, I get word back that they're not going to take our ad at all, and they don't want us to use the word Super Bowl. They wanted to call it the big game. And I'm saying these guys are nuts. Uh, so I went on TV. I went on all the cables, and I talked about how crazy they were. Tagliabue was uh, insane for turning it down. And they tell me that with all my speeches uh, they they showed the ad uh, not not the not the NFL but the stations so we got about 25 million dollars worth of free publicity didn't have to pay for it and since that time it's been a little tepid between the NFL and myself but uh of course it's a whole different ball game now and now they're uh they came they they're our partner. It's the most amazing thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of the uh, the, the 180 here and the hypocrisy after what, what was said? I, that's all it is. It's hypocrisy. Yeah. They're most dysfunctional players in the world at that time. And they're saying that, that Las Vegas is Sun, uh, Sin City. I, I called it Sun City. Absolutely. Why, why, would, why would you? Your original idea, right? Didn't you want to bring Monday Night Football here? Yeah, I did. I wanted to have it on like ESPN, uh-huh. and I thought it would it'd be giant. But this is better. It's better to have the Raiders and have a team that we could root for all the time, and then uh, having the Super Bowl. And it really bugs me after all that work, all that fight, that that uh, people are still calling it the big game. Uh, they, they they should be uh, spanked for doing that. It's the Super Bowl. Yes. The whole world knows it's a Super Bowl. And it's in the greatest city in the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. It's just uh, unbelievable the way times change, and sometimes people don't. But uh, that's why I, I love talking to you guys, because you get up in the morning and uh, you have a purpose. Most people are wandering around here and still trying to get their parlays down. They don't even know what a parlay is. Do you uh, do you get ticked off when people mention that it was our fault somehow what happened All-Star Weekend in 07? Well, you know, they're, they're just stupid. Oh, that's so stupid. Uh, you know, I had to fight. With, I guess I fought with everybody. Uh, I, uh, I had to fight with uh, the old curmudgeon, David Stern, mm-hmm. about the, uh, the All-Star game and uh, uh, telling him that we should have an NBA franchise here and I followed him all over the world, actually. Uh, we went over to NBA, uh, NBA Euro, and uh, I was actually uh, booking some bets over there and had my showgirls <laughs> and uh, had my Bombay Sapphire, and he's yeah. sitting right behind me. And um, uh, I, I finally nipped at him enough that he calls me. He says, can you sit down? I said, I'll talk to anybody, Commissioner. And uh, he uh, came into my office, and uh, he said, you win. I said, what did I win? He said, 
uh, if the owners of the hotels agree to have a, the game here, we'll have it in Las Vegas, which was the first and only time that a non-franchise city uh, had the All-Star game. Uh, but it was it, it couldn't have been worse timing. It was about this time of year. It was President Day's weekend. It was the Chinese New Year. Mm-hmm. They had the magic show here. It was brutal. Uh, I think every hooker in uh, Los Angeles came up here to uh, fly their trade. And uh, some of the gangbangers came into town, didn't pay their tips, didn't uh, uh, tug people. And uh, um, on Monday after the game, you know, uh, the owners called up. They said, we made a big mistake. We should have never let it happen. And uh, Stern called and he said, you're not going to get a team there. And I said, Commissioner, wait a second. This is a aberration. When mm-hmm. you have a team, you have all those games. Uh, that kind of conduct doesn't take place here. And uh, it took years for us to convince them elsewise. And interestingly, uh, just over this weekend, because Adam Silver became a friend of my wife's, and uh, uh, he uh, he actually wrote us a very, very, very nice text uh, congratulating us to getting to this point. And there was sort of a, a, a wink in his eye. You could just see it. Uh, uh, and uh, it's coming. It's just a question as to how soon. Yeah, that's yep. exactly right. So you were told by him over his dead body to get an NBA franchise. Yeah, well, what he said was this. He said, uh, I won't allow a, a, a franchise. It was happened over my dead body. And I said, you know, because I had just... Uh, left in my uh, law practice, I said, you know, uh, Commissioner, what I did about a month ago, I represented uh, some pretty tough guys, and I think I could arrange that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done. One of them, Spolatro. Were you afraid of him? Was I? No, we were friends. Uh, he, Tony uh, Tony needed me. I, uh, you know, the FBI was screaming and yelling that he yes. killed 27 people, and I said, well, and they called me the Prince of Darkness because I represented him. I said, yeah. you guys are monkeys. You are real, real jerks. You're calling me names. Here's a guy you say killed 27 people. He never spent a day in jail. Yeah. Now, who's the jerk? Yeah, well done. No such, thing, no, no such thing as the mob ever out here, right? Say it again? The mob never existed out here in Las Vegas, correct? What mob? Yes. And that's what I thought. Are you, are you surprised what turned up at Lake Mead with, when the water levels went down? Uh... I was surprised that it didn't have its uh, legs, uh, uh, that it still had its legs on. Yeah, I could see that. You uh-huh. know, when, when they found, when they found Johnny Roselli in the uh, Miami or Biscayne Bay down there, uh, uh, he was uh, one of the mobs, uh, representatives uh, uh, to Las Vegas from Chicago. And several years later, after the Bay of Pigs, he, they found him in a barrel down there, and his body was so big they had to uh, uh, chop his legs off. Good recall. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, how, how about, can you tell people that I can get stories like this on a regular basis at your restaurant across the street? Uh, when I'm down there, I tell stories all the time. And uh, uh, we have the uh, dinner series every six weeks down there. I believe the next one is March 13th. Uh, once they put that up on the board, uh, the people start calling it. It's, it's just a great night because a lot of old timers, they, they're coming in from all over the country now. Some people come in from all over the world just to hear the stories, but the food is outstanding, and uh, the, the the drinks don't stop, and it's it's uh, reasonable uh, as far as the costs are concerned, and it's just a, a great way to spend the evening down at Oscars at Steakhouse at the Plaza. If you were on a desert island, what would you take with you? Oh, uh, 
you got that old story that I told the school children. Well, I uh, I would take my bottle of Bombay Sapphire gin, and oh my God, the public went nuts. The mayor's telling uh, uh, children to drink gin. Yeah. And then the next day, I went to a, a fundraiser, uh, I think, uh, for uh, some uh, children's event, and uh, a, a waitress comes up to me and she says, Boy, oh boy, that was a good answer, uh, Mayor, uh, because if they asked my husband what he would bring, he would say porn. So your answer was better. Okay. But by the way, uh, what Paulie was talking about, when you do your um, meetings over at the Plaza Storytelling Time, I once saw you with Jack Sheehan at the Mob Museum here in Las oh, Vegas talk yeah. about Jimmy Chagra. And I know Jack's been working to make this into a movie. The Jimmy Chagra story is all-timer. It would blow people's minds. You were mm. a part of that as well. So that's what the storytelling is so good. And then get at the Plaza like every six weeks. Also, very but, good cheeseburger. Very, and nice, steak. very nice of you. I, I tell you. I believe that uh, if they, well, I hope that Jack gets his document. He's Same. working yes. so yep. hard. He's such a good guy. I hope he gets that uh, sold. He says he's very close. But the truth of the matter is, I, I don't think it does justice. I think it should be a full-length motion picture. That The Chagra story is a combination of uh, casino. It's, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, the the fellow down in Miami, Scarface. Yeah, I mean it's just yep. unbelievable. It, it, it will be a movie someday. It's just it's too good of a, a true story not to be. You're awesome, Mayor. Thank uh, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate that. Okay, take care, and it's great talking to you. Girls next, the numbers game live from Radio Row. Good luck on Sunday. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.